0: But Mortal Kombat, structurally speaking, as a story, is better episodically than being tried to get told in these 90 minute to two hour installments, at least in my opinion, from playing the game since Sega Genesis. I think if we had a Mortal Kombat TV show to really delve deep into the characters and devote more time to it, to such a ridiculous concept at the end of the day that you could world build and make a great television show.
1: Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't bother, me, Don't, bother me, Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't bother me, I'm working. Don't work. It. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is cold outside, but we are just heating up. I am the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming. And we are just two guys that like BSing at work. And one of the things that we love to BS about is movies, TVs, and shows. And we told you we're going to get back to that. We told you we failed you last time because we weren't talking about that stuff enough. Well, we got some more stuff for you. We are talking reboots. Reboots, if you guys don't know, remakes, remixes, whatever, are basically when a IP is remade again, brought back into our lives in a different medium from from an older thing. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, like t- you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, how many different Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have we gotten over the years since the early 80s cartoon, right? This is probably like the fifth iteration of that franchise that we've seen. Those are all reboots. If you think of all the different Batman movies that they, that they are, those are all reboots. So we're gonna talk about reboots because that's such a big thing in Hollywood right now it seems like everything is either a reboot or a sequel. So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about all that. Our favorite ones, our least favorite ones, and and the genre. Jo- I guess it's a subgenre in itself. The genre itself of reboots. So Charles, why don't you um, go ahead and t- say your two cents for, before we get started. Pretty much how me and you
0: approach this was reboots and remakes are interchangeable and we know there are differences in certain cases for certain IPs, like you said, but right now for the, just the purpose of this conversation that that we're having reboots, remakes, same thing, movies, TV, whatever you want, however you want it to be rebooted or remade. And we're just going to be talking about our favorites, our least favorite and what we want. So I think we'll start off with our favorites. So we, you know, because we're going to be trashing plenty of remakes. Like most people, there's remakes that we hate. There's remakes that we love. There's reboots that we hate. And there's shit that we want that they're never going to give us. Or they might, because who knows
1: anymore? We are getting the Snyder Cut eventually. Uh, actually, actually, before you even do that, let me ask you this. Do you like remakes and reboots? Because that, that is a big con- point of controversy of there's no original ideas anymore. It's all Everything is a sequel or a reboot. Um, so do you like having all these reboots? Cause I feel like we are in a grand time for, uh, for reboots right now. Everything is, is a reboot. Do you like, do you like that? Or do you wish there was more original content being created? Um, a little, a, a little bit of both,
0: not to cop out of your question, because I like the actually great question. And I like overall the idea of people being creative. Whether that's remaking or rebooting or a completely new property, it depends on how it goes with the execution. Because mm-hmm. like Batman, there's always, they're always going to remake Batman. So I'm fine with that remake, that reboot. And with Spider-Man 2, with Superman, that's, I expect that to happen every decade or generation. So that's expected, right? When it comes to horror movies and intellectual properties like that, is when I'm like, I want more originality. I don't need another Conjuring sequel. Will I watch it? Yeah. Do I need the Conjuring to be rebooted in five years? No, give me a new ghost story. Stop with the paranormal activities. Give me a new ghost story. Saw, Saw is another great one. That could have been a great trilogy. Now they're on six, seven, whatever, and eventually you know, I know, they're gonna reboot it. They're gonna remake it. Give me something original. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but one of my favorite reboots or remakes is It. So you're like, you might ask, why is that one of your favorites? Because that was a made-for-TV movie. This is the first time we're getting a feature-length film of it, and it is a book. So if you're going to adapt books, does that count as a reboot? No. It's kind of like your own twist on the book's adaption. So I think there's a lot of nuance in this conversation that gets lost. I would like to see more people remake bad movies, like reboot a bad film. Like the idea what was that the the fan four stick movie that was terrible with the worst fantastic four movie. Who knows yeah. what the director's cut is, but they had some good ideas that had some good shots. Remake the bad movies. Stop remaking only or rebooting only good shit because studios are lazy. And they're like, well, people will pay for this. Like we're going to get into this because really that's your problem with most pretty much all your worst list is the the, the, the laziness of the studio when it comes to uh, my worst list, it's, it's, it's a mixture of laziness of the studio and laziness of being creative with an older IP. Those aren't, th- those aren't mutually exclusive, you know what I mean? Like, there's people that get the green light from the studio and do absolutely nothing with the reboot.
1: No, I agree I, wholeheartedly. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I, too, uh, I, I see, my thing is, I love... It's funny I'm I'm a little bit different. I actually love retellings of old stories. So like whenever there's like a new Hansel and Gretel story or whenever they redo like, a, like I love like different twists on old stories. I love that shit. Like I love when people do that, right? Cuz that's a different way of being creative, taking something that's old and making it new. So in that aspect, I don't mind reboots. But I also understand where people are saying, like, yo, do we get something original? We've heard this story already. How many times are we going to see it? And there's only so many times you can revamp an old story. So I get it. But I actually am a big fan of reboots, again, when they're done right. Because also, I'm also in that stage of my life where... I love the fact that some of the cartoons that I grew up on are getting rebooted because then one day when I have kids, if they reboot an old cartoon that I was watching, um, I could watch it with my kid and we can enjoy that together uh, because, you know, it's something that he likes. It's a new show for him, but it's me getting to relive my childhood. You know what I mean? So I'm actually a fan of reboots. Again, like you said, when it's done right because that's my – that's probably the thing I hate the most when people make bad reboots and bad remakes. Cause then it's like, you're just destroying, you know, a great thing that you didn't, that you didn't have to do. Um, to answer your question. And I think that's another problem with reboots, why they don't make, why don't reboot bad movies? It's because that invites them to have to be creative and have to make it good. You know what I mean? Most people, most uh, companies, if they reboot something or remake something, they make something that they know is going to sell. They know that they're going to make something that they know is already a hit. So they don't have to do much to it. Now, if they go above and beyond and, and make it better, that's it makes it even better. But usually they kind of just keep it the way it is. And that's another problem. And that's another reason why people don't like it, because it's it's the companies. Basically chasing an easy dollar instead of you know you know taking the risk. um So, so right,
0: so let's get into it, bro. I'll let you start it off first because I don't remember which one of us said, "Hey, that should be the next bullshit network." But being you said it the last pod, and this is your baby, so I want you to
1: start off. What are your favorites? Okay, so I'll, yeah, I'll start off because I, I I did want to do this. Um, my favorite right now, uh, I have my top five best so far was the Dark Knight trilogy. Again, that is a re- that is a reboot. We we have gotten Batman movies, and then Christopher Nolan decided to create his own, you know, Batman world. So the Dark Knight trilogy is number one on my list. Uh, the Ducktales reboot is amazing; It's absolutely amazing. I. That might be that might be that's my favorite current reboot. The way they've done it is amazing. I love the way that they put those worlds together. They basically took that old uh, weekend afternoon block of DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, Tailspin, and uh, what was the last one they had? Another show, and they basically combined them onto one universe under the DuckTales umbrella. And the way they've done it was incredible. And they might start doing spinoffs from that from that show soon, but the way they've done it is amazing. Uh the new Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home. That's been a great reboot. That's the best Spider-Man so far that we've gotten. No offense to the Toby Maguire fans, but that's been the best one. Uh and then the Animaniac Reboot, which is what made me decide to want to do this podcast. I got I just got finished watching season one of the Animaniac Reboot on Hulu. And I thought that was well well written and well done. And part of the reason why it was well written and well done is as you know, for those who don't know, Animaniacs is a parody of itself. It's a parody of Hollywood and the movie industry. So half of the jokes in season one is about the fact that, Oh yeah, we're so original. We're just a reboot like everything else. So the fact that they're not even taking themselves seriously and they know that they're just the latest trend of rebooting everything from the 90s. uh, I thought that was awesome that that they did that. So that's number four on my list. And then number five is The Rise of the TMNT. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like I said, this is just the latest iteration of the franchise. And so far, and actually it started out kind of slow for my liking, but this is now season three, I believe. And and I love where they're going, where, where they finally took the direction of the show. And, you know, I'm a cartoon buff. I love cartoons. I love still watching cartoons. I love recording stuff, even though it's not Saturday morning cartoons anymore, because I don't wake up that early on Saturday. I love waking up on a Saturday afternoon and watching all my cartoon recordings. So uh, those are my top five favorite reboots as of right now. Nice. And that's a good list.
0: You have more TV in your favorites than I do. I have more films and we have some crossover because I put Batman Begins I didn't put the whole trilogy because technically the reboot or remake is the first one because the origin story and yada, 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 but that's definitely on my list. Same goes for Spider-Man Homecoming. That is my favorite Spider-Man movie. I think that is the best Spider-Man movie, and I think this Spider-Man is the best version of Spider-Man and Peter Parker that we have gotten. I also have the newer Godzillas that uh, as for remakes or reboots, I think those are awesome. Especially the last one was The King of the Monsters. That's one of my favorite Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. And controversially, I have six because I couldn't I didn't order them. These are just like the ones that really came into my mind as my favorites because they are my favorites. I think this is gonna be the hot take. I think Man of Steel is the best Superman movie. So I think that's my favorite man that's my favorite Superman movie too. So that's one of my favorite remakes or reboots is the Man of Steel. We can have a whole pod one day on Batman versus Superman and the issues within it. We kind of touched on it last uh, Bullshit Network with HBO Max. But as far as original or, you know, the reboots goes, Man of Steel, the fight scenes in that, the action in that, um, I really just like it. I know it gets a lot of shit because it's not Christopher Reeves and those Superman, but hey, that was a little bit before my time, so I don't really have any nostalgia for those movies. So Man of Steel ranks higher for me. And finally, well, I,
1: remember, I remember you telling me about Man of Steel years ago and how you were like, you know what? If nothing else, I love that movie because it shows that a Dragon Ball Z movie could, can be made because the way they did the fight scenes in that movie is exactly how we all expected a Dragon Ball, Z, Dragon Ball Z movie to be made. Amen.
0: I've said that literally since I left the theater watching Man of Steel and how pissed I was that, we, have, we don't have a Dragon Ball Z movie, but we can make Superman fights look like a Dragon Ball Z fight, especially when they're in Smallville fighting on Main Street. That's a fucking DBZ fight. Mm-hmm. That's Vegeta and Nappa versus Goku. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And then my my last, my final favorite that I, I thought of, and this segues into your worst, so it's perfect, Jungle Book. I really liked the live-action remake of Jungle Book. I think it was extraordinarily well done. It didn't take away from the original for me. It only added on to it. The fact that I got to see that cartoon come to life in in that way truly is one of my favorite Disney movies, both the
1: animated and the remake. So those are my favorites, and that kind of segues into your worst because... Well, well, his... before before I get to that, let me also say something about the Jungle Book because it does transition well. Uh that that is also a I didn't put it, but that is also an honorable mention for my favorite because I love that movie so much that India thought that that was my favorite movie. I remember she bought me the DVD and she was like really excited. It was a surprise. I'm like I'm like what what is. Like what are you so excited about? Then when I opened it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she got me the Jungle Book DVD because she thought that was like my favorite movie ever." And I was like, "No, not really. I just really like the songs from the movie, and it was good." But to, to I want to
0: walk like you, talk like you. Oh, sorry.
1: No, exactly. Christopher. I mean, Christopher Walken singing "Be Like You" is literally the greatest thing that's ever happened in man in mankind. And I wish it would have happened in 2020 because then the virus would be over and we would have world peace (laughs) because that's exactly what the world needed. But segueing into that, I love the jungle book so much that my top five worst remakes is Lion King because I hated, and I said it with venom in my heart. I hated that remake. I thought it was so poorly done. I thought it was so nonchalant and lazily made. And what pisses me off is it was John Favreau and the people that did the jungle book. So I was super excited to see it because I thought it was going to be amazing. And what I got was a piss poor. Oh, we know we're going to make a a crap ton of money on this. So let's not even like try, let's get a bunch of actors that are big names that people get excited about, like Beyonce uh, and, and Donald Glover. And you know, It was just terribly made. It just, it didn't even, like, even the actors didn't even sound enthusiastic when they were reading their lines. It literally sounded like they were reading off each paper. It doesn't, it didn't sound like any of them were actually acting. So for me, I am, that, that hate, I hated that because Lion King is my favorite movie of all time. And I was super excited about that remake and they absolutely destroyed it and they killed it. And, they, and I hate that they took my money and I saw it. And I hate that they made so much money off of it because apparently they're making a remake of Lion King 2 as well, which is another all-time favorite movie of mine. And I will not be watching that because I'm going to be pissed off all over again. So that's number, that's number five. That's number yeah, just, one. Just for the record, you hated on it so much. I didn't watch it forever,
0: and I had such low expectations going into that movie when I finally watched it. But I didn't mind it, because my sister and my brother-in-law, they didn't like it either. Well, I shouldn't say they didn't like it, but they were disappointed. And with the casting, everything you said, so echo that double time for me. And then when I finally did sit down and watch it, I didn't mind it. I really didn't. So I don't hate it. I don't love it. Will I watch it again? Probably. Um, But overall, I just don't hate that movie. I get your criticisms. I think the error they made with Lion King was not... Using the actors that they got in an original way, they could have kept the same exact story. But why do you have would tell Edgie for singing the same song when he is not? Uh, who, who was who was the original Scar? Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Yeah. So so he. You, that's, those are
1: different voices. You can't do the song the same way. You you well, know I what I mean? Like they didn't do it. Like they like even the song they like. Hinted at it, but they didn't really sing it. It was just bad. It was. I, and here's the funny thing: I liked the original scenes that they added to the movie. I thought it gave the movie a little bit more depth, and and it explained some more things. So I kind of like that part. But again, the acting I, that was my biggest criticism. The acting was just so bad because everyone sounded like they were just reading off a of paper. Like nobody sounded like they were actually invested emotionally into the movie. I didn't feel the same way. Even, you know, when the, when the movie comes on and circle of life comes on, that song makes me feel something every time I hear it. And I felt nothing when I heard it in the theater for the first time. um, And I knew then the movie wasn't going to be good. And my thing is I've heard that song sung by the actors on an airplane and it moved me to tears. So if you if I can get some people casually just singing it on an airplane, oh uh, during during a flight delay and it makes me cry. How how am I not feeling emotions during a film in which this film was so celebrated? Like yeah, we're remaking The Lion King. This is going to be epic. And, th- and that was the worst rendition of that song I have ever heard in my life. So I just felt like it was half-assedly done. So that's why I hate it so much, because like I said, it is my favorite movie. Like, disappointed is not the word. I, I was vehemently pissed that they did that, because that, that IP deserves their best. And they didn't give me their best. They gave me a C-minus effort at best.
0: And now everyone knows this was all just an excuse for you to completely trash the Lion King reboot on wax.
1: Well, the funny thing is you're the one that said, do your top five worst. So I, I wasn't even the goal of, of the, <laughs> <laughs> um, after much debate with you, I'm adding Amazing Spider-Man to my top five worst as well. Cause you convinced me that that movie was trash.
0: No, a debate means where there was an
1: argument or, you know, a dialogue of two differing
0: opinions. You said something and I just pointed out the movie. I said things that happened in the movie and you went, Oh yeah, that did happen. And you through your own you know introspection and 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 discourse in your own head your own train of thought you've reached the obvious objective conclusion that amazing spider man two is fucking trash
1: <laughs> yes I'm adding that to my
0: uh to my list two is trash i I don't mind the first amazing spider man but compared to every other first spider man movie so every you know reboot of spider man is definitely the worst, so it's not wrong
1: mm-hmm. right and then I have to round up my top five words, I basically have all the Cartoon Network reboots of the past couple of years because they all suck.
0: Yeah, but, I've seen this, and you are definitely more into cartoons than I am. So, explain why all
1: the Cartoon oh, Network. I'm about to. Well, I, but and I had to single out Teen Titans Go because screw that show. Um, no, explain that to me, especially because like the
0: couple of years difference in our ages changed the the, the the two so shows we grew up with, right? I so, hate
1: Teen Titans go the same reason why I hate Lion King, because um, Teen Titans growing up was might have been my favorite show of all time. I loved it that much, especially the way that Teen Titans ended. We kind of never got that ending; it kind of just got canceled out of nowhere. So when news came out that it was being brought back, a lot of people were excited, and they even have the original cast. Like everything about it was coming back. And then we saw it, and it's this weird parody of itself. And I get it. It's not supposed to take itself seriously, and I get it. The whole point of the show is to make fun of the superhero genre. But that's not the reboot that we deserved and that we wanted. And the reason why all Cartoon Network reboots is on this list is because, again, to me, the great thing of a reboot, like I said earlier, is to bridge the gap between an older generation and a newer generation. And what Cartoon Network decided to do was not was take these old shows, but make sure they are geared only to the younger generation. So it's all this silly slapstick humor now. It's all all of them are like this new um, the new way of doing animation where like it's, it seems like whoever is doing it is on acid and it's just a bunch of randomness going on at once. Um so that's how all these reboots have been going but they're all like i said they're all shows that we grew up on so i i just don't appreciate that that it's like okay well if you're going to take my show at least do it in a way that i can at least enjoy it as well you're doing it so only the you know the little kids are going to enjoy it and that to me that's whack I know they fucked up Powerpuff Girls,
0: which is saying something because our generation was one of the first generations that you had boys
1: looking at the female superheroes. Like that's not a girl show; it's just a show for everybody, right? Right, so, and that, and that's what I'm saying. So that they're on there, the Powerpuff like even the, even the newest Ben Ten reboot, and that's a show that's been rebooted a million times already. But all of the reboots that they that they're making right now, there's even a Thundercats reboot, and it's in that same style. It's annoying. And it's all this super cheesy, super uh, satire-y, super fun—you know, ultra funny. Nothing is important. No, you know, I ha- I've also hate shows where like the plot means nothing, where you know where every episode is like its individual thing, and there's no continuity. Um, so all you know all and all the shows are like that. Like I just I just don't like the way that they did it, especially. Cartoon Network also has some good shows. like you know, uh, uh, Craig of the Creek is a great show. So it's not like all their shows are like this, but for whatever reason, this is the direction they decided to take all their reboots. So that's why all of them are on this list. But Teen Titans Go, to me, is the worst one out of them. And it was the original one. So that way, that's because, that's why it's number four on my list. And then all the other Cartoon Network reboots are number five.
0: And going into cartoon reboots for my worst, because I actually have a couple more horror movies on my list because there's tons of terrible horror remakes. When it comes to animated series, and you took issue with this, so I'll start off with this. I said every Batman TV series after the animated series, and yes, I'm showing my age, but the Batman animated series from the early 90s is without a doubt the best Batman television series, episodic series that has been written. And to what you just said... That's not even a debate. But... Yeah, I know it's not a debate. I'm saying, but when you your point to those... They did have standalone episodes. The Batman animated series definitely had one-off villains and mm-hmm. one-off episodes with, like, you know, a monster of the week, for lack of a better term. Right. But it had consequences. Like, the show, episode one to the final episode it was world building. Like there was continuity. There was like the villains didn't forget their last interactions with Batman. Right. And that's what made the show that much better. That's what that show, the animated show led to the justice league that everyone loved growing up. It led to Batman beyond as a future to this animated series. And all the, I'm not going to sit here and lie to everybody. Like I've watched every Batman animated series since then. I haven't mostly because like you're, criticisms of the Cartoon Network shows the animation got dumbed down know mm. I'm not saying like you gotta show bloody you know uh, bodies and guns but Batman shouldn't have a triangle chin right? like Joker shouldn't look like a werewolf right? so like I'm just saying like that's why I put that on my worst it, it, it was like you don't have to abandon everything that is Batman and try to be an edgelord in the late 90s and, and beyond, obviously. But that's one of them. Uh, Cabin Fever. You ever you ever watched Cabin Fever before?
1: I've heard of it, yes.
0: Well, the original movie ain't that great to begin with. But, so, but somebody decided that this movie that I think is from like 2004-ish or a little bit, maybe a little bit before needed a shot for a shot remake. And it's like on Netflix. I watched it with Asia one night. And the, once again, the original movie is not that great but it's a shot for shot remake of it, like, and again, I, I know I said remake eh, movies and make them better. But with that being said, you can't remake a myth movie and make it better. If you do a shot for shot remake with inferior casting. Mm. So that's on there. And in the vein of shot for shot remakes, psycho Alfred Hitchcock's classic got remade in 1999. Starring Vince Vaughn is Vince Vaughn a capable actor. Yes, he is. What was the problem with the movie then? Shot for shot remake, with the exception that in one of the most famous shots that you've probably seen it, even though you don't watch horror movies, uh, when Norman Bates is looking in the peephole and it just shows like the eye in the picture and, it, and, it, and like that that creepy ass shot, famous horror movie shot. They added off they added jacking off to it, so we got Vince Vaughn jacking off in a shot for shot remake. That was one of the only original shots. <laughs> so that's in my worst. I also got the Scream TV show. I gave this show some, uh, a little bit of time to build because, you know, it's episodic. It's not a movie. Scream's very meta. Scream's one of my favorite horror movie franchises of all time. And the TV show wasn't that bad up until the reveal. As you know, if you're doing a slasher movie and your whole, the whole thing is a reveal at the end, okay, who did it? It's a big whodunit, right? Mm-hmm. If your whodunit is trash, then everything I watched was for nothing. So that's why Scream's on there. It was very disappointing after the first season to me. And I got two more that really just pissed me off. Men in Black International. Great casting. <laughs> Terrible movie. <laughs> like, like listen, me, personally, I've gotten debates of if uh, Ray from Star Wars is a Mary Sue and which female uh, heroes are Mary Sue characters, right? Well, Men in Black International, and I know the original, Like, Will Smith is an NYPD officer who essentially does his job to get into the Men in Black, right? There's Mm. a couple issues there, but, hey, whatever. This chick literally had no... Tessa uh, Tessa Thompson's character, I think that's her name.
1: Yeah, that's her.
0: She essentially just figures everything out, and she's just perfect at the start of the movie. And Men in Black International, once again, good castings, just no type of originality to it or sense of fun like the first men in black movie men in black movies have gone down in quality ever since the first one i think the third one might be the worst though but as far as soft reboots go international didn't doesn't want want me to have another one and then finally and this doesn't even might not even count but i i threw it on here all eyes on me the tupac biopic the movie's (laughs) trash how is that a reboot? Well, you're trying to remake, like they, they, they're trying to redo all these, they're trying to make money off 90s nostalgia, right? And we already have a great Tupac biopic narrated by Tupac himself called Tupac Resurrection. So if you never saw Tupac Resurrection, go watch that. And then go watch this trash biopic they got. Yes, that guy really does look like Tupac. But the problem with getting somebody that looks like Tupac is when they're showing scenes of Tupac in movies like Juice, and you're seeing Tupac act, and you're redoing Tupac scenes, you're very obviously not Tupac. You just got a dude that looks like Tupac. And and when it comes to acting, I'm supposed to believe whoever you're playing, and that's never gonna happen. So I don't know if that counts, but I just need to shade that movie as a Tupac fan I am. Because as much as you like Lion King, I like Tupac, and you're trying to reboot Tupac, it's not gonna happen. I see. (laughs) So, I know it don't really count, but we're never going to talk about that trash movie, so I just want to let everyone know.
1: This is your chance.
0: Yeah, this is my chance to talk about (laughs) Lies on Me, the trash Tupac biopic. I was hyped for it, man. I was hyped. And then I saw the trailer, and they're like, what do you think? And I I looked over to my sister, who knows I've loved Tupac since I was like seven or eight, but before I should have even listened to those those music. And I was like, eh, I don't know about this one.
1: I think what also hurt that movie is it came out like right after Straight Outta Compton and Straight Outta Compton was amazing. So it was like, okay, everybody assumed that this was going to be amazing and it was just god awful.
0: Well, no, I, I never assumed it was going to be amazing because their biggest selling point was they chose an actor that looks like Tupac. And I get why that's important for a biopic, but biopics aren't just the outside, right? It's supposed to be an emotion. Every movie's supposed to bring out emotions. It's not just this vanity of this is how it's supposed to look, right? Yes, there's that, there's that meson scene, there's that cinematography aspect of it. But at the same time, you're supposed to believe you're watching this person, you know, in, in their life. Get a good actor. Don't get an actor that looks like the person. Like the, 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 the quality of actor goes above, oh, well, did it look like that person? Like Andre 3000 was a decent casting as, as Jimi Hendrix. They probably are better actors, but Andre 3000 is a better actor than the guy, the guy that played Tupac. I would have rather seen Andre 3000
1: as Tupac. But again, again, you gotta remember this is also also straight out of Compton, where O'Shea Jackson Jr. is playing Ice Cube, so he looked like Ice Cube and and pulled off Ice Cube. So again, they were trying to build off of that type of momentum. Yeah, but
0: the dude that played Dr. Dre did great. He don't look like Dr. Dre.
1: Well,
0: that's true. In the same movie, the guy, the, the dude that played Soup Dog did not look like Soup Dog. <laughs> like, let's be real. But now we can move on to what we want those big wigs that these fucking corporate suit and tie wearing motherfuckers to remake. Listen, if you're going to keep remaking the old shit, this is the shit we want. And why am I cursing? Because that Tupac movie really pissed me off.
1: <laughs> I see. So, I see. Do you want to
0: do your wants first, or should I?
1: No, go ahead. Get some, blow some more steam. Oil. you go first. <laughs> all right. All right. This, yeah, this this will, this will put me in a good mood.
0: So, I would like, and I said this last time during the HBO Max uh, pods. This is the first one I wanted to say here. We are getting a Mortal Kombat remake or reboot, whatever. I want a Mortal Kombat TV series because not only have we seen that you could do great fight choreography in an episodic television show with the likes of Daredevil on Netflix, but Mortal Kombat, structurally speaking, as a story is better episodically than being tried to get told in these 90 minute to two hour installments, at least in my opinion, from playing the game since Sega Genesis. I think if we had a Mortal Kombat TV show, to really delve deep into the characters and devote more time to it, to such a ridiculous concept at the end of the day that you could world build and make a great television show.
1: I agree, especially
0: with, that with like HBO or somebody. I so agree that's, with that's that number one. Team.
1: I definitely agree with that one.
0: Okay, and then my next one is Power Rangers, and I don't want a TV show; I want a movie. And the last movie, well, I don't think it was that bad. I liked it. Um, I don't think the sequel is going to happen. They teased the Green Ranger. Some people got pissed because they said the Green Ranger, Tommy, might be a girl. I really don't care about that. Like, make a good movie, like I said before. But it doesn't look like we're getting a sequel to that, so it will be another reboot. I would personally like, like, the same Batman, you don't always got to go dark and gritty. We learned mistakes that the DCEU made. And Power Rangers is such a ridiculous concept at the end of the day that either you got to go all in and make it so these are real kids teenagers fighting an intergalactic war kind of like Do you ever see the the short film on youtube power ranger i feel like i feel like i have actually that sounds also- like it has to be at least seven years old at this point around the, around now uh, but power ranger is pretty much a, a short film i forget the guy's name that made it he made a couple other short films like punisher and venom on youtube you can find them all on youtube and power ranger this short film is better than any actual power ranger film period they got the dude from dawson's creek james vanderbeek mm-hmm. and a couple other actual you know names to, to star in this short film and that movie looks sick this real world power rangers that's gritty looked insane that like they fought off rita repulsa and they all the all the the robots or whatever came and actually took over earth eventually that shit's crazy that would be a great story so i think if you go that route or you go the 21 drum street route and they get a comedy like power rangers like they're acknowledging how ridiculous the whole situation oh
1: is. wow you know what i got to put 21 drum street in my top 5 best
0: i mean that's a great one i i didn't know where to put that because it is a reboot but, it, it, but they also acknowledge that the show happened in the movie spoilers
1: Nah, fuck that. I gotta put that. I gotta put that in there. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a. Uh, you don't
0: gotta take nothing off, man. We're keeping all of our favorites. Our favorites are the good ones. <laughs> you you yeah. can burn your worst
1: for all I care. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, no, nah, I gotta put that in there. But yeah, keep going.
0: Oh no. Th- you know what's funny? Not only is that a great reboot remake, and it does deserve shine on this pod, the 21 Jump Street one. Men in Black International was supposed to be a crossover between the 21 Drum Street remake and Men in Black, like a rated R Men in Black where they joined Men in Black. That was supposed to be the third 21 Drum Street movie. Right. Just want to throw that out there to everyone so they, they can also be pissed off at Men in Black International like I am. But continuing on with what I want, I said Mortal Kombat, I said Power Rangers. My third one, Spawn. Either bring back the animated show on HBO, make a whole new episodic show on HBO that's live action, or remake the movie. Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, said that he wants to make a horror movie from like a, like a first-person horror movie, like yes, shaky cam and all that. Some people hate it, I love it, but that's his idea. And that they're they're following these characters that don't know what Spawn is because Spawn. I don't know if you know. Yes, he's this anti-hero, this this superhero, yada yada yada. But he's a hell spawn. That's where the name comes from. So he's essentially a demon. Right, And with the cape and everything, how he's supposed to appear to other people, that could be an awesome horror movie. So however you want to make it, I'm here for a Spawn movie. I just re-watched the one from like 99 or 98 just the other day on HBO. And no, the graphics do not hold up. But holy shit, that movie was casted so great. I just wish it had a better script. And it's one of those movies that you can see how this was made, and they fixed a couple of their errors with Blade, Right. Like, this, the the studio saw, okay, this worked, this didn't. Let's keep it moving. Right. My next one I stole from you, so I know this is on your wants, too. Batman Beyond. Mm. Like, do I need to say more? Animated series is one of my favorite ones. So, Batman Beyond is obviously one of my favorite animated series ever. Uh, I like all the comic reboots they've had of it so far. I haven't read all of them, but what I have read, it's always good. I'm fine with Terry McGinnis as my Batman over... Bruce Wayne, like, I'm not one of those people that need Peter Parker. Obviously, most people are cool with Miles Morales these days. We've shown that we, if you just tell a good story, we'll accept somebody else under the mask. So, Batman Beyond. And then, Tide, Fantastic Four and X-Men. Reboot it, make it right, make it well. Besides Logan and Days of Future Past and X-Men 2, they, they, I'm not going back and re-watching too many X-Men movies. And Fantastic Four has no replay value. Zero. Well, and it sucks because Fantastic Four has some of the best villains in Marvel. Same with X-Men. X-Men should be, should be one of the greatest cinematic universes we ever had. And they fucked up with the continuity every single chance they got. So yeah. what do you want, man? Because I know you kind of agree with everything I said. Like, you're like, I like all these ideas. So what
1: are your ideas? If you had your own studio, what are
0: you rebooting?
1: All right, well, I'll, I'll throw out Batman Beyond first because we already said that. Um, I think that'll be a great show, movie, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Just give it to me, right? Yeah, yo, yo,
0: real quick, before before you get into your list, just on Batman Beyond, right?
1: Well, they, they said they're going to make a, a Batman Beyond movie. But, but hold on. I have a nerd thing I just want to bring up to you. So you remember that it's already a
0: couple years old, but that fan art I sent you of Batman Beyond, and it's Michael Keaton as old Batman. Mm-hmm. It, I just want to put this out in the universe because maybe we'll be able to get it. What if no. that actually fucking happens? No, the, the, oh wait, so you don't be following the rumors then?
1: then. No, I,
0: well, well, Keaton's coming back for um the the television show that's doing the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. So I know he's coming back, and he's going to have this like mech suit. I've seen those rumors, but. That's not Batman Beyond, mind you. It's not bad. That it's not Batman Beyond. It's it's, it's a different. Well, story. no, but
1: I was saying they're making a Batman Beyond movie and they're bringing Michael Keaton back as old Batman.
0: Yeah, but that, but they're bringing Michael Keaton back as old Batman
1: in the Flash series. Yeah, I mean, all right, so it's not in, it's not together, but it's you know it's happening. I know, but
0: I'm just throwing it out there, man. To put more of it out there because let's just speak it into existence. We did it with the Snyder Cut. Let's just do it with Michael Keaton in you know, a Batman Beyond movie.
1: I, I agree with that. I agree with And that. so, so go on, man. What else? What, what do you want else? Want to be, man? Uh, speaking of DC superheroes, I want reboot. Static Shock, give it to me. I want it. I want to be be, be 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 a hero. Static Shock, I need it. My one of my favorite superhero. He he probably was my favorite superhero for the longest time because he was like the first black superhero that I saw growing up. Um, Another age, reboot. different thing. I did not ever watch Static Shock. Yeah, well, you missed out. He he is in, and they have brought him back for you know Young Justice and other. They brought him back. He hasn't gone away, but I want him to have his own show and or movie. You again. think I don't
0: follow the rumors? I think there is going to be a Static Shock movie.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. That's thinking about it. That DC's all over the place still. I'm still upset about that. That's but that's for another pod. But you know, give give, give me my Static Shock um Darkwing duck like i said no 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 dude michael
0: b jordan static shock
1: no no i know
0: oh okay like I, yeah. i'm 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 happy as shit
1: about that i never watched that show like
0: that's exactly like
1: you're. Oh, no, no, I'm, 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 very, I'm very happy that's but that's why that's why it's on my list i'm very excited about it and i want it and i want it now um my, <laughs> I was I, i'm home. probably I was gonna text michael i want like, it i want it now I'm probably going to text Michael B too, be like, yo, bro, I don't care what I have to do. I don't care if I'm like the hot dog stand guy. Just put me in a movie. That's all I care about. Uh, Darkwing Duck, like I said, off of that DuckTales um, reboot that they're currently doing, I would love for them. And I think it sounds like that's what's, what they're setting up, but I would love to have that spinoff in the, in the near future uh, for him to have his own show because I, I love what they did with his character and then off straight up, just like like i said i'm loving the animaniacs uh reboot so why don't we get a tiny Toon adventure reboot as well again very meta very parody driven it is warner brothers it, it, could, it could also live on hulu um in that same animaniacs universe um that's what i want i want i want tiny tune adventures because i love tiny tune adventures as well um And so that's what I want. Those are my five ones. Oh, and I forgot Gargoyles. Gargoyles. I heard Michael, um, Jordan Peele is trying to do that as well. But I feel like he's trying to do like a horror version of that, which I don't want. Because again, I don't like horror. So I would love to either get a movie or a uh, TV show that's not horror based and bring back uh, Goliath and the rest of the Gargoyles. As long as Keith David is still the voice of Goliath, I don't care. Do it. And I want to see it, and it's going to be amazing.
0: I mean, it sucks you don't like horror more, man, because when it comes to filmmaking, some of the best and most innovative films are horror movies. So I'm actually going to have to force you to watch some horror, and yes, we'll record it for content because we're like that. But... <laughs> really? you love. Really? Uh, oh, The Many Saints of nork uh, is a Sopranos prequel, or soft reboot probably, but I'm excited about that one too. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but yeah. Tell them where they can find you, bro. You can find me at Me. that's n e v a underscore the number 4 b r e t t underscore m e on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at not the chuck d on all the socials and we are at the
0: underscore dope blog on Instagram at the dope blog on Twitter and at the dope blog and podcast on Facebook. You can catch all of our blog posts at www.thedope.blog. And we will be back with more bullshit next time. God knows what we'll be talking about. But peace. Deuces.
1: Don't bother me. I'm working. 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 Don't work.